Hey y'all, it's your girl Keithy Kentucky, and yes, I'm back for another episode of So There's That, the podcast. It feels good. It feels good. (laughs) Oh gosh. Hey (laughs) y'all. I am sorry if you have been a devoted listener and uh, you've been like, what the fuck? Where you been since April? Child, let me tell you, I've been out here trying to do better, live better, give more, do more, um, and just... I guess, like, focus on um, things that are happening right here in front of me. And uh, I let some of the things, some of my passions and the things that I like to do kind of slip because I was so focused, um, like laser focused on just trying to push through. Uh, Again, I am, uh, I I feel dumb even saying I'm in my postpartum period, but uh, my daughter, will be one next month (laughs) and over the last six months that was the time I needed to uh, prepare myself for the physical challenges that I would have for doing my first physical fitness test uh, after having my daughter and losing the weight and just so much that I felt like I needed to just buckle down and really just focus on and I didn't have time for extra shit at the time. So my apologies if you were looking forward to extra episodes for us to sit down, chat, talk about some uh, stuff. Let me get my shit off. And um, I appreciate your patience. <laughs> but I'm back. Um, and I'm ready to just talk. And uh, I hope you're here with me because it might be a long episode. I don't know when the next time you're going to get one because... Sis, um, brother, whoever's listening out there, I got some training I have to do. So I'll be traveling to North Carolina here shortly, um, being away from the family. I'm stressed out about that. Just a lot of stuff going on, but um, things that will hopefully better me within my career because Lord knows. And I will let y'all, I can give y'all a thorough update about some of the stuff that's been, just been going on. But one of the things we start, started off with something just a little light, but your girl recently in April, April 29th, 2019, I got established. I got my sister locks, something I've been talking about for like probably the last two or three years. Uh, shout out to my girl, Misha, uh, who was the first person that I think I recognized. I asked her what was this hairstyle that she had it was so beautiful. And it just looks like it looked like micro micro braids, which I am accustomed to. I've sat down many times and uh, for like hours at a time and got my little micro braids done. And hers were like so beautiful. They were dreadlocks though. And so I remember inboxing her when we barely knew each other with social media friends. And I was like, I love your hair. What is that hairstyle called? And she let me know that they were sister locks. And since then I've been infatuated. Like I've been, you know, thinking and dancing around the idea of getting them, doing my research. And then girl, I found out, woo! It's going to be a lot of money if you decide to get this hairstyle. So I knew that whenever I did decide that I was going to get them done, that it was going to be a lifelong commitment or a, a very long commitment because obviously, you know, I can I can do whatever I want with my hair, you know, like, but at the time, um, I was doing a lot of wigs, uh, a lot of just, you know, not knowing what to do with my hair. There's certain ways I have to wear it. And... I was just over it. I was over purchasing, going over to Glamour Trust, (laughs) 
and purchasing my little $40, $50 wigs, girl, for work. And I was just over braiding my hair up, still having to take care of the maintenance of my own hair. And then slapping a wig on it, being hot as fuck. <laughs> for what? I was over a G. So um, thankfully, I was able to link up with a girl that works with me who is a sister lock, loctician certified. She's on the website. And, you know, I finally told her, I was like, I told her at the top of the year, hey, um, I've been really back and forth about this, but I think I'm solid and I want to do this. And I... Um, I'm so glad I did. It's been such a freedom to wake up in the morning, shake my hair, braid it up now because it's got a little into it and I have to you know, wear my hair a certain way in uh, uniform. But to be able to do two little pig braid, pigtail braids and then pin it up and be done and then be able to let my braids down at the end of the day and not have to worry about any gel or products or anything like that. It's just been for the amount of money that I've paid, I've gotten it back already and I've only had this hairstyle for about two and a half months now. And it's just been a game changer for me. The confidence that I have, the self-love that I feel like I have in embracing my texture. Um, I... I mean, the money I spent to get my hair done really doesn't even amount to the happiness that I have now with this hairstyle. Uh, just, I've never been comfortable with my hair or my length, and I'm not one of those girls that was born with a certain texture of hair, um, and that's not shaming anybody or saying that it's easier or whatever, because we all have our hair struggles. But, uh, girl, <laughs> especially being in the military specifically and having to exercise and get sweaty. I spent many of my first terms um, relaxing my hair for no fucking reason because what? It was just going to get sweated out. It was just going to look horrible by the end of the day. And on top of putting gel jam uh, bobby pins, tying my hair back, wearing my damn hairline out, my edges, where they at, girl? Like, it was a lot. And so just to kind of settle and, and finally find um, just this adoration for my own hair in its natural form, I can't buy that anywhere. And so... Um, I'm happy with the decision that I've made. I'm sister lock. I'm locked up. Bitch, I'm swinging my hair. Bitch, I'm out here free. I love it. Um, if you have any questions in regards to sister locks, the process or anything like that, please drop a comment in either the So There's That Pod IG page or the Keep the Kentucky Facebook page. Shameless plug. It's my podcast. I'm going to do what I want. Um, but yeah, if you have any questions about the process of how to look for a loctician or um, any inquiries about money, because girl, if you asking, that's one thing you definitely need to know about before you commit, because it is pricey. But considering what your loctician has to do with your hair and how um, long of a process it is, I have 515 locks in my hair. Um, girl, it's going to cost you a little grip. You're not going to find it for cheap. And I, I definitely suggest I've, I've had a homegirl in the past who went to someone who was a trainee, which you could have a good experience with a trainee, which is a, a person that's basically not certified to do it yet. But they're going through the classes in order to go ahead and take care of that. But I'm not taking that. I'm, I'm not going weekends. <laughs> 
you know, if she she reads, if she hears this, you know, your story just, I just thought it was a shitty experience, girl. I wouldn't want to go through that. I'm glad I went through it the way I did. Um, even though you could find a trainee who just hooks you up, but it's just not what my path to go on. So, you know, if you got any questions, though, at the end of the day, just hit me up. I'll be uh, more than happy to let you at least know my experience. Um, so, yeah, that was one thing that happened my sister locked and I know some of you guys were following this whole progress on the road to promotion <laughs> and I'm going to be transparent um I, I've been wanting to get this off of my chest for a while but I did I did get passed over for promotion which means I did not get selected for promotion this time around and uh I was very upset <laughs> was very upset and I just felt like I put a lot of blame on situations and circumstances and um I took some time I found out last month and I took some time to really just reflect okay and look at all the things that could have did a little bit better or the things that could have asked for um, or demanded actually, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, so I beat myself up, uh, a lot, uh, because, um, at times I felt like a lot of the time that I was putting out or giving my all 1000% for people who just were not practicing, uh, reciprocity. You know what I'm saying? Like I was, I was giving a lot to the work and then coming home and not giving my family that same amount of effort. And you beat yourself up because you feel like uh, it's all for nothing. And especially when things like this happen and you know what you did to save people, other people's careers and have other people's backs and then it not come back because whatever the case may be. But I learned uh, over these last 30 days or so just to, you know, take a deep look in. And sometimes I've like, I had a friend who I literally was looking at and I was like, I have no clue who was going through the same thing that I was going through, um, did not get selected. And I looked at that person and I don't say he or she, this person listens to my podcast, so they will know who I'm talking about. But I, I looked at that person's record and I was just like, no way. Like, look at you. You got this, this, this and that. And I'm looking at myself like I could have did this. I could have did that. And um, I, you know, one thing that I won't excuse that I think was a big factor for me is that circumstance played a big deal for me. Um, I did get pregnant back to back. So in, in my prep time, a lot of the stuff that I felt like I could have did better, I just wasn't in the space to do better almost because um, I had my kids and I don't regret that at all. I had my son and then, you know, like a little bit, a few months later, you know, like postpartum after that, I found out surprisingly that I was pregnant with my daughter and I can't take that back. I'm not going to take that back. It is what it is. And if that was something that um, held me back, then it wasn't for me. And I remember uh, I have a homegirl that she got selected and I was so happy for her and just self-pitying myself because I just, um, I was just sad. 
uh, and the same day that I found out, I had to be at this, uh, what is called a mess night. And it's like a gathering. Everybody comes together to celebrate. It's a good time. It's hilarious. And I'm sitting there battling with all of my emotions and feelings while also trying not to be Debbie Downer because I, as a friend, should be excited for my friend. And I felt that. But at the same time, I was dealing with some shit and I didn't even have time to really, um, to really, uh, fact, I, I didn't have time to, um, I cannot think of the word right now. I'm having a word for it. I couldn't take in those emotions the way I really wanted to. So I found out that I didn't get it. I went back to work. I grind like I usually do. And then it's like, we're getting dismissed because we got to be at this place. And I had no time to factor in my feelings. I didn't have any time to really just either cry it out or be angry. I had to go somewhere, throw a smile on. And then I had one of my big bosses who really just, they encouraged me and, you know, they think I'm the shit and all that. And that person just came up to me throughout the night. Was like, How you doing? Are you good? I know it sucks. Keep pushing. Keep doing. And I'm just like, dog, like, leave me alone. Like, you, you are, I'm a Pisces, okay? I'm a Pisces. I'm a Cancer Moon. I am a Scorpio rising, all right? So, bitch, I was going through all the fucking emotions, right? Because I'm all water placement at this bitch. Like, you, I'm going to cry. If I'm not crying, because I am a Scorpio rising, you ain't really going to see it. <laughs> because Scorpios out here is like the toughest of the water placements. So, I'm really trying to put on a good front. And, um, you know, somebody just keeps bringing it back up to me. And I don't know if I was wearing it on my face. I was really just trying to stick in there, you know, do my thug fizzle. And turns out, bitch, I was really feeling my feelings because I, my feelings was hurt. I felt embarrassed. I felt like um, I didn't do enough. I felt worthless. I felt like a failure to the people around me. And those just, and that's like me being as transparent as I could be. I just felt at that point, I felt like, wow, everybody knows. <laughs> everybody knows. And um, not only that, but I'm standing next to my friend who I want to be happy for. And it's like, congratulations. Oh, I'm sorry about it. And it's just like, ah, <laughs> help, gut check. It hurt, you know? So, um, that's what I was dealing with this past month. You know what I'm saying? And it took me a minute. And I will be honest with you. I had a moment at the gathering. Well, um, towards the end of the night, we've been drinking. We was having a great time. We ate some good ass barbecue food. I was full. And I was just like, you know what? This was great. Let me make it out of here before the alcohol really takes effect. Because if you don't know me, I'm going to let you know. I'm, I'm two types of drunks. Okay, I am the fun, dancing, lovable. Let's have a great time. Let's go take a shot. Uh, let's twerk a little bit. I'm, I'm, I'm side number one over here. Uh, that's it. Might be my Scorpio side. Let's have a good time. We're drinking. Yeah, let's do the thizzle. And then the Cancer and Pisces pop the fuck out. 
And I am emotional mess. There's been multiple times where I've been the crybaby. <laughs> it could be somebody's leaving. Oh, I miss you. I can't believe you're leaving. Or something that I've internalized for a while. And then somebody brings up something. And then all of the, you know, fucking waterworks. I can't help it. So we, you know, most of the time I, I'm pretty good about, you know, controlling which one comes out. But that night, obviously I had a lot of shit going on and I was really just trying to put on my best face. And shout out to actually the girl who did my hair just pulled me to the side and she's a very devout Christian. And um, I kind of got a word in the bathroom of that setting. <laughs> and she just let me know what's for me is going to be fucking for me. And she didn't say it like that. I just said she's a devout Christian. But um, it that was what I got. Okay. And, uh, and I'm okay with that. At the end of the day, I'm okay with what's happened. I'm going to keep pushing for it. I'm going to do what I got to do. And if not, it is not for me. And it don't got to be for me. And so I'm okay with that. Can't nobody throw that in my face. Can't nobody make me feel bad about that. Um, I've come to terms with who I am, how I serve others, what I do for others. I know that in my heart. And so nobody can't tell me otherwise, you know what I'm saying? Not a not a group of people looking at a picture of me making assumptions about how I do things, you know what I'm saying? So I came down to that. I'm good with that. I've moved past that. I'm trying to do better. <laughs> I've re-enrolled in school for the 5th, 11th time. I really want to get this bachelor's degree, if not only for, um, you know, just to you know, look better next year. But for myself, because I've been working on this shit for fucking 12 years, I should have like 80 bachelors at this fucking point. And I'm just over it. I'm tired of that lingering over my head. I want to get it done. Um, and I want to move on to a degree that I want. I want a, another degree in communication. So the sooner I knocked out the applied behavior science, <laughs> the sooner I can move on and get this communication degree. So the sooner I can move on and pursue radio and broadcasting and all sorts of other things. Which, fun fact, uh, your girl went to Western Kentucky University. Shout out to the class of uh, 2011, which is what I would have been. <laughs> but um I initially went in for um, broadcasting and um, uh, photojournalism, and I didn't finish because I just not I just I didn't have the discipline to stick in there and finish up the fucking degree. And I was this first time I was away from my mom for a long time. I had, I grew up in a very strict setting, and you know the first time somebody got a little freedom might have wild out, and that's the reason why I'm here doing the things that I'm doing right now. <laughs> because <laughs> I have the discipline at 18, 19 years old and I had to get that and I got that and there's no excuse no more at 31 and I got to move forward. I got to do these things. I have uh, three little ones that are looking to me and I don't want them to think that they can continue to take breaks, you know, on the on the pursuit to their goals and their happiness and the things that they want to accomplish. So I have to be the, the example at the end of the day. So those are little things that your girl's doing. Lastly, a personal update. Uh-huh. I'm sure you guys wasn't trying to come here just to hear me. I was hearing me talk shit, but you're going to get this update because I don't know when the next time I'm going to be able to talk to you guys. So, um, ah, bitch, I'm skinny. <laughs> yes, I'm skinny, bitch. Or at least I was last week when I weighed in. <laughs> I'm required to be weighed in twice a year. Okay. And um, 
I haven't weighed in without taping for body fat in uh, since before I had Jace, which is my two-year-old. And so it was just an accomplishment. Shout out to Slay Your Body Fitness, who gave me a lot of my workout plans. And shout out to Keto, and shout out, shout out to Gia, who gave me this incredible how-to. I think I've mentioned it many other times on different episodes, but it gave me this breakdown of, of a Barney-style how-to guide on how to just follow the rules of keto and how to be successful on this diet. So I started that at the top of the year in January. I lost, uh, I was 223 when I gave birth to my daughter. The largest I've ever been, ever, okay? And um, I, I did keto at, at the beginning of January, and then I started incorporating um, my husband. Shout out to him who got me some fitness plans. There was a guy he worked with who owns his own fitness company who gives out, you know, um, food plans and um you know, uh, workouts. And I want to, I'm sorry if I'm searching around for my phone, if you guys can hear that. I'm trying to shout him out because he helped me out a great deal. Um, I'm pretty sure it's SYB Fitness. Yes, follow SYB Fitness on Instagram, Slay Your Body Fitness. Uh, it's a young man by the name of Jul- Julian Billmare. Julian B- Billmare. I'm sorry, I've been drinking wine. Uh, but he gave me like an eight week thing, and I, I know my husband paid for it. I don't know how much it costs. Inquire with him, he's a good to go guy. And um, gave me things postpartum that were effective to me that I could do. And I went in there and I put in the work. I did the work. Um, Bitch, my stomach is a little small. I still got a little bit (laughs) going on that I'm still trying to work out. That was just the, the starter point for me to go ahead, you know, get in the gym, get comfortable, not have this uh, anxiety. I had anxiety about going to the gym. I didn't want to look like I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't have a partner. So I was kind of going in there doing my own thing. And then one of the things that I said, I wrote down at the beginning of the year for New Year's Eve, not a resolution, but just things that a nigga need to get comfortable with. And that was me running. I had a fear of running. I let somebody you know, I'm, I'm not going to give him any shot, <laughs> but I, you know what? Whatever. There was somebody I worked for a long time who made me feel like shit because I was a slow runner. And every time I run, I feel like somebody looking at me, somebody judging me because of the pace that I'm going at. And I really let that bother me. And, um, you know, I said, you know what? This is the year to forget all that shit. Do your best. Run as best as you can. Just just put one foot in front of the other and keep going. And I did. And uh, I used like the Nike run app and you know, my husband came out and ran with me. So I did my physical fitness test. I did great. I did better than I expected. And I was just happy about that. It might not be everybody's, you know, best score to get. But for me coming off of that, having two kids back to back down here, and not doing a physical fitness test since 2016 because of that, I was, excited with my progress and you can't take that shit away from me nigga so um i'm skinny bitch i got a little left righty low in me bitch i got a little pace behind me out this bitch i'm going uh like i said i'm going to camp lejeune next uh month ish north carolina and uh, i'm just gonna continue doing better and moving and progressing and doing the best I fucking can. (laughs) 
that's all I can do. And I, I came to terms with, I can't worry about what this person think about me or that person. It's just how I feel about myself. And, and, and this whole postpartum journey has really been a kind of a self-discovery. I've been very happy about the direction that I'm going. I got a long road to go. There, there's a lot of things that I want to fix um, within my relationships with people, my friendships, how I see myself, um, what I expect from others, being direct, being assertive, uh, bettering my communication skills. It's just a lot that I'm working on and there's still a lot of 2019 left. So I'm looking forward to it. Um, so that's enough about me. Um, thank you if you're still here 24 minutes later. I went on a tangent, but again, we haven't gotten an episode since April. So you could only expect that some shit was going to be long-winded after this bitch. But I appreciate you for being here. But um, when we come back, I'm just a little short little ding. We're going to come back and we're going to talk a little bit about some pop culture. I'm going to go to the Facebook page. Shout out to uh, the group. <laughs> Y'all know who y'all are. I just don't want to put y'all out there. Y'all know what I'm saying? Because the feds be watching. So we don't got time for that. All right. And uh, we'll be back and we'll talk a little shit about things that are going on. Thank you so much for your uh, support. Thank you for tuning in. And we just going to have a moment to just be reckless in a second here. So I'll be right back. And we'll talk on it. Hey y'all, we back and we're going to talk a little shit about some of the stuff that's going on in pop culture, some of the recent news happenings that's going on here. Uh, We got a Black Mermaid out here, Uh, Chris Brown fuck it up again. He's like Amelia Bedelia out here, just can't do no right. Uh, We're going to talk about, uh, who we going to talk about? Nicki Minaj, uh, the tangents, the Queen Radio, that's still a thing, don't know why. Um, we're going to talk about a lot of things. I'm going to keep it short, cute, you know what I'm saying? But I'm going to give y'all a little bit because I haven't been here in a while and you just don't get this work, you know what I'm saying? Uh, and I'm happy to report. So obviously, I hope you guys had a happy, put it in reverse, Terry, ass weekend. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and I, oop, I forgot to turn my phone off. So if you heard that, that's the group chat. Hey, ladies. How we doing? I hope that everybody had a, a happy 4th of July weekend, however you ser- celebrate that, whatever you've renamed it, uh, whatever that meaning is to you. I hope you had a great three to four day weekend. I had a four day weekend. I'm enjoying it. I'm refreshing, rebooting. Uh, rebooting. Um, work got me stressed. <laughs> I have lost like literally um three to four people in the last two to three months. And so it's a lot of work going on. So I'm just happy to be able to take this time away, be with family, drink. Okay. Because again, I am a skinny bitch and I can drink. Um, not for long. We're starting back on the diet on Monday. Um, but I'm happy to be here to, you know, talk my shit per usual. I think the first thing that I really want to talk about um, uh, what do I want to talk about? For so many things that we have to ca- catch up on. That. And shout out to the group. I'll say it's just the group. You know what I'm saying? 
um, for some of the topics that you've given me, I think the first thing I really want to talk about since I was on this tangent earlier about self-love and really looking at myself in the mirror and be okay with my hair, let's talk about Chris Brown. So he recently released this album that I'm not going to advertise on here. You probably listen to it. I don't really got time to sit around listening to fucking 20 different tracks about how to pull panties to different sides of the thigh. I just knew that it was going to be something about that or some R&B thuggery or um, what else did Chris Brown be talking about? Um, Just random R&B nigga shit. And I just didn't have time. I didn't have the time. Um, I was looking forward to Dreamville's release, which released yesterday. I was very excited about that. It's been good. It's given me everything I needed. Gave me what I got for a poke chop. And I was happy about that, but I just didn't have the time to really just sit down and intake Chris Brown's, although I've heard, and you know, just a non-biased point of view, is that I heard it was a good collection of music. Um, I think Chris Brown has not really given us a solid, um, like, story in a long time. I feel like he puts a bunch of singles on albums and he just throws it out there. This is what I've worked on for the past however long. Y'all gonna get all fucking 20 of them. And I know I got like a hundred of them more stored somewhere, but these are the ones I gave y'all. And I just think that's too much for somebody who likes to listen to a collective like myself uh, to just sit there and indulge in that. I couldn't. But there was a lot of controversy that came out of the release of his album. There was a song on his album, again, don't know, didn't listen to it. It has something to do with black bitches with good hair. And I, as someone who has tracked Christopher Maurice Brown's progress and um, hoping for growth and maturity since, uh, since 2005, right? I think we all had this sincere um, like love for Chris when he first came out. It was innocent. It was pure. The nigga had a lisp. It was just wonderful. And he was talking about yo and he was being, you know, he had manners and shit. And the nigga just don't exist no more. And I think a big part of that is because we we let him in, uh, we let him take part in this whole bad boy persona as Charlemagne the guy would say uh Bobby Beige <laughs> not to be because that that's almost a great segue into the topic actually because <laughs> some people would consider that to be like a colorist type thing because we you know Bobby Brown Bobby Beige I got you I heard you I'm just quoting this guy right so um there's a line about black bitches with good hair and there was a lot of uh outrage about it but if you know chris brown he just been ain't shit for a long time now and so things that he does does not surprise me but when he does great things it does i'm like oh my god chris brown ain't been in the media for slapping nobody in a very long time i'm so proud of him like i get happy about little small shit that people are just supposed to do and uh, like being nice and keep your hands to yourself. Like when he stays out of the spotlight or when there has been a rumor that has come to light that he actually wasn't guilty for, I'm actually very excited about that. Like I love Chris Brown. I think that his first um, 
actually, let's do past tense on that. <laughs> I don't care for the nigga no more like that. Like, I think um, self-titled Chris Brown's first effort, um, his, you know, I, you cannot, I know, I know we're in cancel era right now. And I, I know we're in that stage of, <laughs> I know we're in that stage right now, but frankly, I'm just going to be real honest with you and let you know that just, that's just, that album's just not going nowhere. That album is all of Seneca High School. Okay. That's all of Louisville, Kentucky, the last year that I was there. That was all of my boyfriend issues from high school. That is all of, you know, I can't, it, it's, it's, it serves a purpose to me. It's a memory there. Your man ain't me. Oh my gosh. I just want to thank you with no due I can't. You want me to delete it? And I absolutely cannot. Um, the second album, what was the second album called? I should know this off the top of my head because... I've listened, I go back every once in a while. And those are literally the only two efforts that I go back and listen to. What was the second album? Hold on, give me a second. I'm gonna find it. He's got so many fucking albums now and it's hard to get back to, you know, exclusive. There we go, exclusive. It just was a good album. It was a good album. Chris Brown, the self-titled album was a great album. Whoa, the wine. It was a great album and I just can't really get rid of them. But I know that over time he had to adjust to his mistakes. Um, he popped Rihanna upside the eyeball that he had bit a, he did a lot of crazy, stupid, unforgivable shit. But for me in this house where I live, for me who I am, Rihanna went on Oprah a long time ago and forgave that nigga. So I was like, why do I got to delete the discography? Did I say that right? Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. But why do I got to delete the album if Rihanna, the person that he beat up on, forgive him for, for all of his transgressions and the things that he's done towards her? I didn't get rid of those albums. I, you know, I still, I still partake, you know? And um, just anything outside of that, I think I wasn't able to connect to. I felt like um, even graffiti, I, I bought that in Rebellion <laughs> because I was like, at first I was like, you know, I'm still going to support him as a black man. I want to support him. He can change. You know what I'm saying? And so I did support graffiti. I think, did I buy? Yeah, I did. I bought some follow-on tracks. I think I got graffiti and fame. You beat me up for that. You can cancel me for that. I just, Chris Brown, at the end of the day, he makes great music. He does. Um, I like the, the albums that make sense together. I felt like he doesn't release collectives anymore. He just releases a bunch of shit that he's been working on. And he puts it on an album and he knows it's going to sell. And he sells them. And y'all will eat it up. I think after Fame... In which I didn't even enjoy fame. I think I just, um, I listened to it and enjoyed it. I, I think I even did a YouTube review on fame. Um, I just, after that, I couldn't. I felt like it was too much going on. It was too many things. Uh, I know he had, at one point, he went toe-to-toe -to -toe with Frank Ocean. I was just like, for what? Like, what are you doing going, for, thinking about you? Like, for what? What did he do? 
I couldn't get with it. But to get on point here, I'm just giving y'all my point of view about Chris Brown at this moment. I just can't, I don't rock with him the way I used to, but I can't admit that he gave us really solid music and, 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 and albums. And um, after a while, it's kind of like with Nicki Minaj, after a while, even though she makes great music, I just can't bring myself to support because of all the fuckery that goes down in our personal life and because social media has become this thing that we are so engaged in and uh, we, we have no choice but to be in your business. And when you keep doing dumb shit, it's just hard to support at that point. So the album comes out, the, the song is released, there's a line on there about black bitches with good hair and everybody is wilding the fuck out. And like I said, I just, I know Chris Brown at this point, you know what I'm saying? Like, I know he is subject to say some shit like this. Have you paid attention to Chris Brown? Have you paid attention to his relationships, who he hangs out with, who he engages with, who he's in relationships with? We ain't necessarily seen Chris Brown with a brown skin, dark skin girl. I think the assumption is that he likes light skin girls. <laughs> He's been, I think I've seen him around with Drea. He's been with Karuchi, obviously. He's been with Rihanna. His preference is pretty known. You know what I'm saying? Okay, so, um, my issue wasn't with the lyric. I think that um, me being a hip hop head and me being not wearing the rose colored glasses to the shit of what hip hop culture entails, we have to come to terms with the fact that um, black women being uplifted in hip hop is very rare. Now we've we've embraced artists like J. Cole and um, Kendrick Lamar and various other ones, Big Crit, he's one of them, who have embraced the black woman, the dark skinned black woman and uplifted them in their art, but it is not a mainstay within hip hop culture. As a matter of fact, one of the pillars I would say in hip hop is, is to the disrespect. And is it a great thing? Is it something that I should even, you know, it's very complicated subject matter because it's something that a lot of our black community engages in and still wears rose colored shades to the shit. And uh, is it sad? Yeah. Is it a reality? Yeah. So I wasn't really taken aback by that shit because I am used to that. And that is, um, ugh, is that unfortunate? Yeah. But I was used to that. My biggest issue with Chris Brown was the backlash that he received for said lyric and the social media tangent that he went on. He, he got on his IG. He decided to uh, further expound on <laughs> what he met and how he met what he met. And he said what he said. And it was still all trash, Chris. Like, um, it made matters worse, as a matter of fact. He started using terms like darkies and, you know, it just got bad. And if you want to turn a blind eye to that, then fine. That's on you. You can still enjoy his music. Like I said, I I, I, <laughs> I enjoyed the first two albums. 
So it's just very hard for me to delete them. They're associated with memories. Um, those are excuses and that's fine. But uh, to, to act like that's not a big deal, there was a lot of black women in the comments that were trying to justify his comments and what he was trying to say. There's a difference between um, really just not uh, accepting what he has to say, but but seeing it as face value. Like, okay, all right, Chris, we know. And and then trying to dismiss it as if he didn't mean what the fuck he said. He obviously has told us that he meant what he said. He meant that he didn't fuck with dark girls. And anybody that was offended was a dark, ugly girl. <laughs> I don't know. Like, fuck. Like, Chris Brown's got a lot of growing to do. You would have think, thought that... Uh, him having his child would make a difference, but um, it has not done very much. Uh, homeboy is out here looking like a uh, child of one of the DeBarges and just out here um, critiquing the ladies. And I think he should be more concerned about why his cheeks are so sunken in only at 30. Um, why he's got these sunken eyeballs in at 30. Why... He is he himself so ashamed of his hair that he is using relaxer? Um, that's not your hair type, bruh. Like, you, you look at the man in the mirror, okay? <laughs> like, my nigga, chill out. Like, Chris Brown, first off, Chris Brown will never offend me. I don't have to, like, Tokyo Vanity, he got back and forth with Tokyo Vanity, who is a, a reality star. She's been insta-famous. She's a friend of Supa. Uh, and they went back and forth. Uh, apparently, Tokyo Vanity had made claims that uh, he specifically asked that dark-skinned women, women are not invited to his VIP section, which I totally believe, again, because, like, outside of Tiana Taylor, I've never seen him um, really just out here, you know, being social with dark-skinned women. And that's—and and you are he's totally allowed his preference. I don't give a shit. What? I don't care. But uh, leave us out of it for the most part. If you like your preference, I just prefer if you like what you like. Just all the things you don't like, you ain't got to tell us. That ain't our business. Um, I said something similar um, when Kodak Black was talking about how he wanted somebody like Kylie Jenner and he didn't find dark-skinned women to be attractive. Okay, but nigga, like, tell your black ass mama that. Like, that don't got nothing to do with me. I didn't feel like being included in the conversation. I didn't enter the motherfucking chat. Like, I just felt like keep that to yourself and have your preference by all means if you like whatever you like. Just like that and don't feel like you gotta, like, disclaim any of that shit to anybody. There's the, you don't got to do that. Just like what you like and, and keep living your life. So Chris Brown, I know you're going to keep doing some fucking out of this world shit that keeps you in TMZ. I think TMZ really do be out here just plugging for Chris Brown ever since 2009. I think they really been coming for you, boy, but he don't do much to kind of counteract any of the shit. So uh, stay low pro like you've been doing. Put some dance clips on, on IG. Show us more pictures of royalty. And uh, keep pushing out them 50-track albums that I'm not going to listen to. I'm just not. Just stay the fuck off of social media. He makes a lot of cases more worse than what they are when he adds his two cent. I wish he would just shut the fuck up, to be honest. <laughs> what are we going to talk about next? What are we going to 
y'all talk about next? Well, I want to kind of talk about why y'all going to hear disrespecting vegetables and shit for a challenge. Um, there has been, uh, you can go on IG, you can go on Facebook and I haven't personally, it was only brought to my attention because I frequent the shade room. I frequent the neighborhood talk, which are both blog, Instagram users. Um, and I give them a little daily dose of, you know, shit that's going on in other people's life. I'll be meddling. So I'm scrolling one day and I come across this challenge and it's called the cucumber challenge or, uh, what is another hashtag for it? It's like a, she a winner challenge. There you go. She's a winner challenge where these uh, women <laughs> go pick up cucumbers and deep throat the shit out of them. Like, I am telling you certified pornographic material. I'm telling you on my Instagram. And I'm just like, for what though? Like you're totally entitled to do what you want with your throat and your vegetables. But I guess my issue was that motherfuckers was putting the vegetables back. Like what is, what's up with you new niggas going to the grocery store, licking shit and putting it back. I saw one today on Facebook where somebody took some Listerine, gargled and put the shit back in there. What is wrong with y'all? Something has got to give. Like, there's not enough social media attention that I need for me to do some shit like that, post it, and just keep living my life after that. You affecting somebody, don't nobody, ugh, the germs. First off, gross. What the fuck is wrong with y'all? Okay, if you purchasing the cucumber, taking it home and doing the shit, girl, do what you want with the fucking fresh produce and vegetables that you have bought for your own consumption. Do that. But putting the shit back i got a problem with that somebody had posted they had posted a video of amber rose there were so many people that was just so against it i think cash doll had posted something about it regine had posted something about it and regine regine lil wayne's daughter toya wright's daughter um i think she called what's his name yfn lucy her boyfriend back and forth for like a year now. I'm so sick of the shade room even reporting on these niggas because they break up one day and they get back together the next. And I just can't do it. Like, I'm just like, be done with this nigga. He ain't shit. Like, what are you getting out of it? Anyways, she caught him commenting under one of these cucumber challenges and she is pressed. She's upset. She she was so mad that she made a call to action to all the girls and said, wasn't classy. Some shit need to be kept off of social media and all that shit. And I made a comment because it just feels like it's a slippery slope when y'all start telling women what they can and can't do and what makes them look right on the social medias and how they should, you know, uh, how they should portray themselves and how they should look. Um, Sammy, Sammy, as in, I like the way you, that nigga, right? I ain't heard, shout out to Cecily. She listens to some of his shit that he releases. Apparently he's still out here grinding, releasing music. I didn't know shit about him. I just, I like the way, that's what I know from Sammy. I know that. <laughs> that's my spirit. That's how I connect. I, um, strike one, then you want to that's, that's how I know the nigga. Well, he also made a comment about it. Regine made a call to action. She was upset with it. You need to, you need to do better, right? Sammy also did, but Sammy released like a, you know, what did a Crystal and, and Kid Fury call it? <laughs> when you release the fucking uh, PR announcements on on uh, Instagram on the notes box, 
he did that and uh he basically i was with him for like the first two sentences of the paragraph and uh towards the end he he says something along the lines of well you can't get mad when you guys become looked at as prey um and i'm just like where the fuck did you get point a and point b and then match them motherfuckers together to get to that like what was that that don't make no sense like if they want to damn near choke themselves out putting a, a cucumber first off it's dumb it's dumb it's a vegetable it's not a dick it's not a dick it's it's just it just ain't uh it's not the same consistency we grown we grown look hey mama if you listen i'm sorry dog listen we grown i'm, I'm 31 uh it's it's not the same first off so, uh, last lastly it's just i don't know uh is y'all really out here? I mean, listen, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. All I gotta say, um, if a girl wanna put a cucumber all the way down her throat, vocal her, uh, mess up her vocal cords, and uh, jack up some shit in her esophageal area, like, it don't got nothing to do with me. <laughs> I just ain't willing to do that. Um, but to say that that makes a girl look like she's pregnant because she's doing that, like, where do you get the, uh, where did you, what route did you take to get to that fucking point is what I'm trying to say. Like, you can't sit there and, and, and say that that's the reason why somebody ends up a victim for whatever the fuck case may be. I, I, I really see where you're trying to go. It just didn't, it didn't add up. The shit didn't add up. That, that wasn't basic mathematics, nigga. Like, you're going to have to back up get some better understanding just say you don't agree with it you're allowed to not agree with it but to say that's the reason why people are preyed upon absolutely fuck not i could be i i, I could wear a turtleneck uh i could wear sweatpants i could walk down the street just be minding my own fucking business and still get assaulted get harassed um you know like that that's not that's not it sammy so i'm here to let you know that um and amber rose lastly on this topic because it's gross Amber has said something about this about the same point of view that I have. I don't care. It's not for me. If you're doing it fine, I don't look at you no different. I just think you got a lot of time on your hands. That's fine. Uh, you got money to waste. Um, I hope you ain't making nobody's garden salad at the moment. Um, because you 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 deep throat in a cucumber, sis. Like, I just, I just, I am befuddled. Uh I don't know what we doing with our spare time. I don't know where we didn't got to where we just walking up in a grocery store and taking a good old batch of Bluebell and disrespecting it the way y'all are licking the top of it. And 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 the girl who did that should be glad that she was a minor because I was willing to, you know, be uh, not even mad at the fact that she was gonna get like 20 years. Any, uh, any other case, I would be like, you know, that's a little too much. But no, you putting your germs and licking shit and then putting it back. You don't know. Oh, my God. What is y'all on? I just don't understand. Um, in conclusion, I'm not going to run this shit into the dirt. I feel like I already went too far. If you want to put a cucumber down your throat, girl, make it. I mean, shit. It's good on you. Like, I just, my throat ain't set up like that. I ain't trying to put... A, a hard ass cucumber, it just ain't that deep. It, it literally ain't that deep. I just, like, 
my shit hurt just watching y'all and y'all do that shit. And I just think the reason why Reginae coming back to her, she was so mad is because her man was fucking out here in these streets. And then, you know, it's a slippery slope when you start telling women what they can and can't do. Because every time I turn around, Reginae got her ass out. You know what I'm saying? A lot of people could, you know, is is that a stretch? Maybe I'm maybe I'm out here needed to, you know, stretch out a little bit. I don't know. Is it is it a reach, basically? Is it a reach? Maybe. Maybe I can't correlate those two different subjects, but maybe I can because you're you're policing how women should act in order to get treated a certain way at the end of the day. It's some shit you don't agree with, and that's fine. You don't gotta agree with it, but you don't gotta make the correlation that this is how you act, this is how you're gonna get treated. No, you choose to treat people the way you choose to treat them because that's a choice, okay? You choose to do things to people and take advantage of them because that's a fucking choice. Don't got shit to do with what they're doing or uploading to the social media. And that's that on that. There's So there's that. Um, next subject. Um, shout out to Chloe. Is it? No. Mm-mm, wrong twin. Wrong sister. <laughs> Let me take a drink of wine. I've gone too far. And yes, it's fresh out the bottle. I just never get a cup. I feel like that's a waste. Why? Um, <laughs> shout out to Ho- uh, Hallie. Hallie. Gosh, Jesus. Holly of uh, Grownish. Holly of Chloe and Holly. Holly of what I remember uploading videos to YouTube, trying to get seen. I remember at the same time that was Van Jess that was out there, very proud of these young ladies come up, very proud that they're under the, uh, I wanna say that word, tutelage? Is it tutelage? Tutelage. (laughs) Yeah, what the fuck I mean? I'm trying to use the source words out this bitch. Um, That they're under the guidance of Miss Beyonce Knows Carter the Lion King coming to a theater near you. I'm going to talk about that a little bit in closing because, nigga, I'm scared. I ain't going to lie. Um, but we talk about, you know, Holly Bailey. Yes, there we go. Holly Bailey because there was much confusion because we thought that we was out here talking about Holly Berry for a second. Wrong person. Ain't got enough time on the books. You know what I'm saying? She probably going to get there. I, I love watching Grownish, which they are both on right now with... Um, her name's Zoe, right? Her name's Zoe. <laughs> I almost said Saldana. That is the wrong Zoe. But Zoe's some girl. She's very beautiful, though. But I love watching that show. And I think that they have a little bit of acting chops on them. But the one thing that I can say for certain is that their voices are beautiful. I uh, would be lying to you if I said that I really uh, love their music. It's a lot of flowy, drifty, like, fucking... Uh, some gotta get high to listen to type shit and obviously I can't partake in none of that shit so um, there's some music uh, some tracks from theirs that I've listened to that I've been bossed but I have not circled back around to listen to it but I can say although their music isn't really in my playlist in particular that they have beautiful beautiful voices and they're very influenced by Beyonce and so I'm very excited to see what Holly Bit. Haley, Bailey, Jesus Christ, what she does with this role, she's going to be playing the Little Mermaid, so she's going to be Ariel in the live action depiction of uh, the movie of the Disney classic, and of course, (laughs) and of course, uh, 
it seems as if white people are mad about that. And I think that most people are confused about the anger against it because Ariel, at the end of the day, Ariel a fish at this bitch. Ariel live in the deep blue sea. Um, she got like a heap of fucking sisters. She got a Jamaican ass, you know, crab friend. I don't understand what this, um, this attachment to her being a ginger and a pale-skinned white woman is. But that role is for anybody out this bitch. There are no cultural ties. There's nothing. Anybody is up for grabs. They could have picked a fucking Asian lady to pick Ariel, and you would have just had to deal with it. But I'm uh, I'm definitely glad to see what she does with the role, how it's interpreted, um, the new story behind it. Because um, I have a daughter, and it's important for my daughter to be able to see um, versions of herself on TV. I think representation is a big deal. I think that I got little amounts, little doses, dosages of representation while I was growing up, not nearly as much as I feel like I needed. Um, I was always, you know, I think I've talked about this before. I was always scary spice. I was always the token black girl, you know what I'm saying? In, in different um, pop culture eras where there was only onesies and twosies out there. You know what I'm saying? I always had to be that because I was in the, a majority um, white setting most of the time. So even if I didn't want to be that motherfucker, what if I wanted to be Posh Spice out this bitch? I was still Scary Spice. So it wasn't many, <laughs> much choice that I had. So anything that comes along and my daughter is able to, uh, to look at and, you know, have that that innocence and that bewilderness bewilderness and um that imagination um but know that she can you know if by chance she want to be a motherfucking mermaid out this bitch we're gonna have to change the tone some you know sooner or later but you know just be able to have that it's, it's good to see it it shouldn't be why what's what's the big deal behind it i don't know and um I saw a meme right before I did the podcast, and I remember seeing, I think it was The Wiz, it was Cinderella with Brandy, and there was one more, what was it? I forgot. But I cannot tell you how much The Wiz means to me as a black girl, how much Cinderella and Whitney Houston being a fairy godmother means to me. Um, Those things are important. They're very small in the grand scheme of things, but to be able to grow up and watch that. I remember my sister, I was over my sister's house when Cinderella was like a mini mini series and we sat there, we got our VHS and we record that bitch. I cannot tell you how the original Cinderella goes. It wasn't anything that I was interested in. It was something I was almost forced to watch. You know, when you have your days at elementary school where you're able to watch a movie. I remember that. I peeped that, but it didn't resonate with me in the way that the remakes did. To be able to see Diana Ross be Dorothy and uh, Michael Jackson be the Scarecrow and just see all these amazing Black images and from our perspective and have them rooted in soul, it, it means something to us. And if you don't understand it, it's not for you to get But the one thing that I want to say at the end of the day about this whole Little Mermaid, excuse me, this Little Mermaid debacle is, ain't nobody fucking snatched the original bitch. (laughs) 
I don't think that out of all the points that have been made, nobody has said, look, when this other fucking release comes out, we gonna snatch any fucking trace of the original white, um, beautiful redhead ginger version of fucking The Little Mermaid. You'll never be able to watch this shit anymore because we gonna replace that shit with the black version. Ain't nobody did that. We ain't not doing that. It's just gonna be another one. Like, motherfucker, if you still like Little Mermaid as a ginger, you still have access to that. You'll always have access to that. So what is the motherfucking point that y'all going out of the way to create these Facebook groups and going on Twitter tangents and just being upset? For what? I don't understand. I don't get it. But I'm happy that it's happening. Um, If you want to be mad, then do that. Live in that. We gonna be watching Haley Bailey be the new ass Ariel out this bitch with her red dreads and her flipping fins. We ready? We out here? I know a whole new world. Is that the song? A whole? She gonna kill that? I can't wait to hear the soundtrack for that because they have beautiful voices. I can't wait to see how it comes out. I hope that it is the same where we couldn't understand why the fuck Cinderella had a black mom and a white dad and an Asian prince. I hope they do something like that. It's just inclusion. It is giving other people opportunity. These are fairy tale ass characters. They're not real. Um, as many times, and I'm gonna I'm gonna close this topic with the fact that there's been so many white actors that have been placed in historical real ass roles, <laughs> biopics, okay, of uh, black people and people of color. And there's not one. I didn't see one think piece outside of black people who are fucking upset with it. So you know, pick 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 a feeling to feel for once in your life and decide on it and stick with it. So if you're gonna be mad about one thing, be mad at all the other things that have been going on for years now, because let me tell you, there was a lot of blackface going on. There was a lot of, uh, there's just a lot of people stepping in the roles they ain't have no damn will do it. Like it was a white man that played Michael Jackson. Now we know Michael Jackson is questionable. <laughs> But he not. We knew he was born a black man, right? And there's no such thing as transracial as much as, you know, we in eras where anything could be anything at this point. And don't get me wrong. I don't want no problems from nobody. But listen, um, it's just let people have the things. Let things be changed or altered as long as they are not interfering with real motherfucking life, which is... um, what we've been doing in Hollywood for a while now. So I don't think this is a big deal, guys. So we're going to move on. When I come back, let's talk a little bit about uh, (laughs) Nicki Minaj and how I feel about her right now. We'll be right back. Okay, y'all, so we back. And uh, before I get back into um, let's just talk a little bit about music in general. So I already kind of let you guys know my recommendation for the Dreamville Project, Revenge of the Dreamers, which is on J. Cole's platform, um, his album or record label. So it's a solid effort. It was released July 5th. 
Um, it's just, I mean, the, the essentials of hip hop. Like when it comes down to it, if you're looking for bars, if you're looking for punchlines, if you're looking for just some witty shit in a collection of people that J. Cole co-signs, then that album is for you, okay? Um, it's not a lot of bar uh, bangers or anything like that. There's not a lot of trap influences or anything. There's a lot of good features. The baby's on there, T.I.'s on there. Um, it's, a, it's, a, it's a solid effort, especially for it to be uh, this compilation album with uh, tons of different artists from the label. I, I recommend it. It's a good listen to me. Uh, go listen to it. Um, another person I kind of want to big up right now, which I feel like I've done on previous episodes before, is Megan the Stallion. Just a Houston native. Just, uh, I can't say it too many like I can't say too many great things about her I just I just love everything she stands for um what she promotes um she she did like a water cleanup a beach cleanup <laughs> she influenced the fans to come out and do a beach cleanup like the she's just everything to me she's just this tall natural looking um beautiful bodied great Great motherfucking knees, dog. <laughs> I got great value knees. My shit is like Walmart knees. This bitch got Louis Vuitton knees. I I could never um, drop down and get my ego on in the same way that Meg The Stallion does it. Not only that, but she just got lyrics for days. Um, she just knows how to ride a beat. Um, promoting just women to do what the fuck they want live their truth, <laughs> be in their freedom, and have a hot girl summer. If you having a hot girl summer, you know, just keep just keep at it. I, I think she had to send a, um, you know, she had to check on the welfare of the hot girls recently because motherfuckers is running out of stamina and shit. It's just hard. <laughs> but Megan makes it look so easy. She released the track or the album, as you were, um, Fever, which is just one of my favorite tracks on there is Cash Shit. And I'm also a, a new fan of the baby who was featured on that track. Um, I don't find myself too much liking any of these new Negroes that come on the scene, but the baby, I have kind of like a thing for him. Like, I like him. <laughs> He's not a mumble rapper. He's, you know, he's cocky. He didn't have to kill a nigga. And um, I don't know. I find something very intriguing about that. But uh, for the most part, yeah. Check out Meg The Stallion. Check out The Baby. Check out Dreamville's project. Um, we gonna, we're gonna, I guess I'm gonna talk about Nick Minaj right now. I'm gonna keep this very short and sweet. Um, so Shade Room posted in the neighborhood. Talk, I don't know why I follow these niggas. They so heavy on trying to prove that everybody's just on this Nicki Minaj hate train and we just ain't, we just peep bullshit and we keep pushing. One thing that I can say and I will not lie about is the influence that Nicki Minaj has had on uh, hip hop culture and specifically to the subcategory of female MCs. Um, I would attribute it to timing on Nicki Minaj's successes. Uh, she came in a time where there wasn't many of them. A lot of people were focused on, on different endeavors, um, doing other things. And, you know, she came in at the right time under the right influences. And she had lyrics 
and um, you know bars to back it up. So I'm not taking anything away from Nicki Minaj and and her impact on hip hop culture. The, the thing that has fucked her up for me personally is her attitude. Um, she went on this tangent not too long ago where she was pretty much reminiscing about the drop of Playtime Is Over. I remember when what was it 2009 2008 when I first caught a glimpse of Nicki Minaj and I just was just as intrigued as I am with Meg Thee Stallion to be honest with you um itty bitty piggy was replayed and replayed and replayed and I was so excited for Nicki Minaj and then she dropped a pop album to me like though it had a lot of great songs on it okay what was the album name I want to keep calling it the pink print but that is not the album uh, the first album. Y'all know what she fuck. I'll, I'll look it up. I'll figure it out in a second. Oh, God. Y'all know, uh, was it Roman Reloaded? No. It wasn't. I hate to even put her name in my damn Spotify right now, to be honest with y'all. I ain't gonna front. Because I don't wanna... I just don't wanna... Pink Friday. There we go. Pink Friday. I bought it. I bought it. It was released the same day as, um, Kanye West's project. I went to the store and I bought both of the albums and I was pleased but it wasn't exactly what I thought it was gonna be and I knew you know the pink hair and all that stuff it was very uh, much a, a gag a stunt and I put up with it because you know she was a female rapper and I wanted to really just support her but I wasn't really here for your love they were bops Trust me, they were, but they weren't itty bitty piggy. And I thought that was a lot of what we was going to get a lot of talking shit and just being sassy on the track. Um, but with good production, hip hop production, not these pop ass things that she gave us. I wasn't here for all the auto tune singing. Someone in her camp still won't tell her that she can't sing. So she keeps doing it and that's annoying to me. Like I just wish she would stop and just, she has the talent or does she? Because to be honest, here I go, here I go y'all, I'm sorry. But is it me? Or <laughs> shout out to Funky Dineva. But uh, did all the things that I loved about her lyrics go away when Safari and her broke up? I'm just, it is, it is, much rumored in the hip-hop community but i just i'm gonna stick with that and i'll let the public make their own assumptions about that i just don't feel like she has been as lyrically sound as she has been previously on other tracks now is that a hippo is hippo what i was about to say is that hypocrisy in me saying that or a contradiction is a better word for saying that I enjoyed her lyricism before Safari, but also it was pop. I think I was ex expecting more gritty shit from her, but I think she came in out the gate and this is what I look at her for being kind of iconic about is coming out the gate and not only being embraced by the hip hop community, but being in, in embraced by uh, the pop community because she was able to successfully merge both of those things and do it successfully the first time around. It, a lot of the other female MCs, it took them a while to enter that that um, that space that uh, that Nicki Minaj was able to find so very quickly. And I think that's the reason why a lot of people look up to her because her impact is there. Okay. 
So she's talking about this fucking mixtape. And then it was good because you're allowed to reminisce on things from the past. I look at my Facebook on this day and I shake my head every time. And every every once in a while I have good moments. And, and sometimes I wish I would have fucking stopped being fake with me and told me to shut the fuck up. But it's, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? Um, but Nicki Minaj was having like a time where she was, you know, thinking back on old time memories and all the things she's done in her past and decided to bring up the fact that I got all these receipts of how I always brought up Lil' Kim, Foxy, and, and Remy. And I was just like, why are you taking this time to talk about other people when you could just be, you could just be talking about your own accomplishment. Take this time to really just reflect on the things that you've done. But she decided to take it and um, turn it into this ugly thing, okay? And I'm just over, I think this is the reason why we just don't care for Nicki Minaj no more because she just goes out of her way to be messy. Uh, she doesn't control her fans, okay? Uh, the barbs are fucking something else. Every time somebody doesn't mention Nicki Minaj's name, Meg The Stallion has even gotten attacked for this before. Other other female artists have, if they don't say Nicki Minaj's name, they run up in their comments and try to give them all this grief about some shit when they're allowed to have their own fucking opinion just like anybody else. I don't understand it. And, and she don't gotta be on everybody's list of top five. She just don't. Like, she's a great rapper, but we have so many other influences out there. And this is like the best time I would say. I, there's so many women right now that I could say that are on my playlist right now that it's ridiculous. And none of them hoes got to mention Nicki Minaj as an influence. Did she open doors? For sure. But to say that she's got to be an influence just because you knew an up and coming is, is absolutely absurd and dumb and stupid. And I wish the barbs would get a fucking life. Matter of fact, I've said this before, but if the barbs would focus more on buying her fucking album and streaming her records and buying her car, uh, concert tickets, then they wouldn't have to sit up on there and fucking defend Nicki Minaj every fucking chance they got on social media under the shade room comments. Like focus on being a fan in real life and, and, and support your queen okay so that's my thing with Nick Minaj just she's so unlikable at this point that it's hard to support her even big her up it took a lot out of me but it was true so I had to go ahead and speak my truth Nick Minaj was impact she is impactful to the pop culture for sure but that does not mean I gotta like her bad attitude Sagittarian ass I just don't I don't gotta like it's fine. We can move on <laughs> from the things. But, you know, I tried to listen. I said today, I said this this year that I was going to give Nicki Minaj another try. I did listen to Megatron. Ugh, you know, I mean, that was a good part. I like that part. I like that part. I do like that part. Um, and lastly, let's talk about Little Nas X. <laughs> and while I'm here, I'm going to uh, blast the group that I'm a part of. It is a hip-hop group. I don't think I'm going to say the name. I don't really want to. But I, you know, Little Nas X is X. Little Nas X. It's, first off, that name is disrespectful. Ooh, get it together. Let me take a sip. <laughs> like that's going to help me stay on task here. Little Nas X is a rapper, 
slash country singer. He's got the number one song in the country, Old Town Road. You've probably heard your niece and nephew sing it at this point because the kids really fuck with it. Um, it is a noun, you know, more popular than Baby Shark, more po- popular than Daddy Finger and all that shit. The kids is really out here. Is it a bop? Have I sunk along to the uh, Old Town Road? I Yes, I have. I also have a, a seven-year-old who really fucks with the song. So it's just by nature, if he wants to listen to it, it's not really bad. It, the lyrics aren't horrible, explicit, anything like that. I'm going to listen to the goddamn song. It was It's decent. It's catchy. It's very catchy. And it's impactful. What I don't appreciate is you motherfuckers acting like Nelly and Tim McGraw wasn't really out here having, so it's all in my head. Like, y'all ain't remember the crossover joint? Like, I remember it. I remember it because there's a memory attached with it. Um, But we had plenty of times where hip-hop and country has merged. And, um, you know, Little Nas wasn't the first of his kind. He just kind of uh, reignited this thing. He didn't create no genre. It has been done time and time before. As a matter of fact, I was watching MTV Classic the other day and didn't realize that Bone Thugs and Harmony had a country song. I can't tell you what it was, but I remember I, uh, you know how sometimes you flick the channel and it go on the wrong channel. So that's kind of how it happened. So I just remember seeing like Busy Bone and all the rest of them niggas that are bones. Um, they were sitting there in cowboy hats and shit around the bonfire with a girl. And I don't know what song it was. I just heard it, but I turned it off immediately because I didn't like it. <laughs> but so I just want to say the little Nas wasn't the first. So recently, y'all know Pride Month was last month. And so we had a lot of people expressing their stories of coming out. And at the very end of Pride Month, Lil Nas X, who I believe is like 19, came out the closet he had uh told us specifically to listen to one of his songs and um excuse me wasn't very direct about it but basically said hey y'all i'm gay no big deal uh-huh. so i'm a part of this hip-hop group this rap group and you know every friday or so they'll release a freestyle or something like that you know what i'm saying and i just want to know why do the people give so many shits about what a person is doing with with their reproductive organs. I don't understand the intrigue when you hate it so much, why you feel like it's being forced on you just because somebody just says who they are. I I, I will never understand. I was literally in this group and I think the, the biggest, what was the topic before this? I don't know. I think we were really just talking about uh, like a lot of the posts that'll be in there will be like uh, name your top five MCs or uh, who's your favorite, what album is your favorite of these. A lot of Biggie Tupac uh, debates, a lot of <laughs> Eminem debates. And then when Lil Nas came out, it was just a lot of homophobic posts by apparently, allegedly, straight men who (laughs) were just taking the time out of their straight heterosexual schedules to just let the people know that they don't fuck with him because he's gay. He didn't, he didn't say anything about joining his gay brigade. He didn't say anything about, uh, he wasn't uh, 
trying to impose on you his thoughts or how he felt or, you know, get anybody. I just don't understand if somebody says that they're gay. How in the world does that influence you, bother you? I don't get it. Uh, I just, I will never understand. I'll never get it. But I'll tell you what. All these straight people were so upset that the whole fucking group that was supposed to be about hip-hop was nothing but memes, nothing but think pieces, and and, um, hate, and just all this craziness. And I was like, motherfucker, I was just trying to get a Freestyle Friday. I like listening to y'all's fucking Freestyle Fridays. Why are we doing this? Why are we talking about this boy's sexuality? Who cares? Why do you give a shit? Why do you care? Why do you take so much time? To, to try to break down and analyze how somebody else is living their life when it has no influence on you. It's no influence on your bank account, how you do business, how you maneuver through life. It don't matter. And so at the end of the day, just, just live your life and let people live theirs. So little Nas X, shout out to you for living your truth and, and being courageous enough to let people know in such a judgmental and a meddlesome world. (laughs) Jesus, it's midnight. But I said I was going to do this. And I think you guys got more than enough for me. We're already at about an hour uh, in 19 minutes worth of raw material here. I didn't write anything. I just had bullet notes and things that I wanted to go over. I did say... I want to talk about GoFundMe's, but I'm not going to be super duper shady. And I'm just going to say, please pay attention to the things that you donate to. Um, You, if you are going to provide your money, you absolutely can ask questions. (laughs) You shouldn't be told you cannot ask questions. Um, And if anybody is letting you know, that you cannot ask questions about where you are choosing to donate your money, then you probably shouldn't donate to said cause. Even when you ask um, what Facebook has, these donation things, they give you a pretty raw idea of um, the cause behind it, what it's for and who it's going to, okay? even for, you know, these the birthday donations when people, they want um, proceeds. They don't want gifts, but they want donations to an organization or something like that. If Facebook is giving you all this information about the fundraiser that they're doing and somebody just posts a random GoFundMe or uh, their PayPal or their Cash App and they're not being definitive about whatever apparent issues that they have, um... I would just, just be mindful. (laughs) Just be mindful of the scam, bitch. I'm just offering my two cents. I I felt like I've seen an influx of GoFundMes. I, uh, I'm in no, uh, position to judge anybody really on why they asked for it. The thing is, if you're going to donate, um, to somebody, I just hope that you are looking for transparency from whoever is asking you for your money. Okay. Uh, I think you deserve that. If you're coming out of pocket, uh, we are all in a motherfucking bind, Nate. 
out in these streets. And uh, yeah, if I'm going to give you 20, 30, 40, 50 dollars towards whatever cause you had, I kind of would like to know. I, yeah, I definitely could give out the kindness of my heart, bitch. But I encourage you guys to have a little bit <laughs> discernment out there. <laughs> like, just really ask the questions you don't gotta ask them to the individual ask yourself the questions see if it adds up to you and then give from from the kindness of your heart that's just my little two cents i've seen a lot i've seen a lot going on and you know what i'm saying um just be careful um Okay, y'all, so I'm going to close this up. I really enjoyed doing this. I haven't had time to myself in a long time. And, and this is my self-care. This is sitting on the mic and just running my mouth and talking about music and basically gossiping with y'all. It's fun. It's fun. It's the thing I like to do. It's just my hobby uh, until I can turn into something that makes me big bucks. And I feel like I got it in me, so I'm going to keep pushing and and, and following my, my dreams and my goals. And, and maybe one day you'll see me on radio or you'll hear me on the radio or something to that extent. I'm going to keep pushing and I'm going to keep networking and, um, you know, follow my path wherever that may lead me. And staying on my purpose and knowing that some shit is for me and some shit ain't for me and I know what's for me and I I can't wait to find out uh, my destiny I think we're all on this path to figure it all out and if you're there if you're there you listen if you made it this far and you're at a standstill it's stagnant you don't know what the fuck you're questioning everything and you're upset with yourself and you're bitter and you don't know what the fuck's going on. You, you've done all you could. you pushed all you can. And uh, it just ain't adding up. Just keep pushing. Just keep going. Keep traveling the road. Even when you get to the fork, trust your gut. Go to the direction that, that, that it pushes you in. And uh, follow your heart. Um, it will never steer you in the wrong direction. You just got to trust it. You got to trust it. And um, and know yourself and, and strive to know yourself every day. Okay. Ah, uh, I feel good. So I hope I see you guys sooner than later. I hope I get to sit and talk mess with you guys sooner than later. It was just, uh, it was therapeutic. <laughs> I really enjoyed this. And until next time, guys. <laughs> Birds, cats, dogs. So there's that. Talk to y'all soon.